Hey, this is Amy. And it's Sarah, and you're listening to The Unqualified Therapists, Inc. Thank you all for joining us again, and especially thank you to those of you who have liked and subscribed our podcast. It means so much to us, and if you haven't, if you could, yeah, if you could go (laughs) do that, we would be so grateful to you for doing that. Um, Tonight, it is just us, just Sarah and I, and we are talking all things COVID because it's kind of like we jump on and we just talk together when there's just like the election, when you can't really think about anything else. Um, I feel like even though I'm not necessarily super worried about it, my anxiety is through the roof mm-hmm. and I'm sure that it's like the overall emotion of the world currently and like the feelings that I'm feeling from everyone. But also I mean, we're going to get into all the reasons why we feel anxious right now. And it's like, it goes a little bit beyond, I think the pandemic, So yeah, we asked our listeners some questions and so we're going to share their answers and tell you how we're doing as well. Yeah. So how are you doing, Sarah? If you spell COVID backwards, it spells Divock. What the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear God. Well, right now I have a double glass of red wine in my hand. Um, Wait, so I have the bottle. <laughs> you have the bottle. I know. I, I should have brought the bottle down. I've just got the it's glass. All right. We'll pause if you need the more double glasses. <laughs> more double, double double pours. Oh, my gosh. I've only had a couple <laughs> sips of this, and I already am stumbling over my words. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm, it's, I'm not really a huge wine drinker. I use just, you know, it's something we'll probably do an episode on, but I use medical marijuana a lot, and that is usually my go-to. But when I'm, like, really feeling it, a glass of red wine or four is another <laughs> place that I can go. <laughs> so we're at the red wine stage for you. Yes, yes. We're mm. at red wine. And red okay. wine is sort of like, you know, stage four clinger. This is like a <laughs> or stage five clinger that we're at like a stage or three wait. right now. Yeah. Or like there was, do you remember uh, when there was levels of colors with George Bush as president, like threat level red or orange yes. or <laughs> threat level midnight <laughs> from the office. Yes, I know. know. (laughs) We're not at threat level midnight yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We're going to talk it out. We're going to get through this all together. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I'm doing doing okay. It's just, you know, the anxiety. So here's what I've been struggling with. I have had this like small bubble of people that I've stayed within. One by one, they're all getting knocked out. They're like, you know, (laughs) <laughs> oh, my brother tested positive yesterday, so we're in quarantine. My, you know, somebody that my husband works with tested positive, so now we're in quarantine. I'm like, yeah. fuck. Like, my whole <laughs> bubble Those are is your just people. like, yeah. And I mean, you're my people too, but we haven't really been able to see each other because my my small bubble of people is in my neighborhood, so it's a lot easier. Yes. Because um, they're like next door. But so yeah, much easier so, than the 15-minute drive it takes us. Right, right. Like, it's so long. <laughs> I don't know why, but it totally, I totally get it, 100%. So that's yeah. where your struggle is right now. That's my struggle because I yeah. I can be um, 
I can isolate and I, uh-huh. I have done that as you know, very well. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And you know, that's when I get into a place that's not good. So yeah. I, when I, I self isolate, yeah, when I self isolate, it's by choice because my depression is really like sinking in. And I've actually told you and other friends, like if I stop responding to texts, if I, you know, you don't see me for a few days, you don't hear from me for a few days, like you got to like do something to get me out because yeah. I will stay in that hole um, until something yeah. changes and something gives. And um, it's just not a good place to be. So I am, I am worried about my mental health and the depression because now this is not by choice. And, and it was like the second that somebody told me they're like, you know, we're going to be quarantined. I was like, Oh my God, I really want to hang out. And now we can't. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like a little kid where you're like, you can't have candy. And they're like, I want right. candy. Right. And then you want like it. it was, yeah. Yeah. So that's how I'm doing. How are you yeah. doing? So my stress, this has been like throughout my life, when it gets pretty high, it takes on physical um, mm. ailments. Mm-hmm. So I actually took off of work today because I was so, so sick yesterday that I – and you're scared to tell anyone because you're like – yes. I have the plague, but like, right. I like was nauseous and my stomach hurt and I couldn't eat and I was dizzy and my head hurt. And I was like, this is it. I'm going down, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> now like many people work is extra stressful right now. And it seems a little bit toxic and it can, it, I unfortunately ingest all of those emotions. And so when that happens physically, I get sick. So it literally made me sick without COVID, if that makes sense. Well, absolutely. There's like, you know, all kinds of psychosomatic responses, but why don't you tell everybody, I mean, if you're okay with this, why don't you tell everybody what you do for work? Because I think people will understand a little (laughs) bit more how stressful your life is. Um, I am a teacher. I am in my 19th year of teaching and- um, Cheers to you. Yeah, I I can't even say that I don't like it this year. I am enjoying the challenge of teaching. I'm the online teacher for the school, for my grade. I'm enjoying that challenge. I love my kids. And this is the weirdest part. When I was on live with them, it was the only time I didn't feel like I wanted to like throw up. Like they calmed me down so much because they're, they're just, they're great. They're so funny. And I just, I really love them. It's not about the kids. It's about everything else. Um, I don't know what the rules are. Well, this, we're going to get into this, but even at work, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know what the expectations are. They change daily. And that is so hard for someone who's type A. I'm like, okay, did I mess up? Did I do this? What am I doing? (laughs) You know, and, and, and that's just, it's, it's a real big challenge for me. I would consider myself pretty much like a experienced teacher. 19 years is kind of a long time. Um, but I don't feel that. I don't know if I don't feel that way. I just feel anxious about everything that like, some things don't even involve me, right? So I don't mm. even see students, but I feel anxious for my friends who do see students and I feel anxious yeah. for the students and I feel anxious for the parents and I feel anxious as a parent of a student who's going to hybrid. I mean, <laughs> being an empath blows, man. Like yeah, I feel all y'all. So yeah. um, I, I, I do have a little bit of advice. Maybe if you don't go to the, I know you have your own opinion, Sarah, but I'm going <laughs> to tell my story. <laughs> She's, this is where we, this is like the one thing we differ on. I went to the chiropractor after work yesterday and I swear to you, he did one adjustment and all of a sudden I could see clearly. 
I wasn't sick anymore. Like the nausea went away and he was oh, like, yeah. oh, we, we agree on that. But you were the one that told me not to do that because then I would like be paralyzed. Oh, no, your neck. The That's neck. what I did. I got Working my neck the- done. Oh, it was the neck. Oh, no. He, he, he said it was the C1, whatever that means in medical okay. terminology. And he said, that's exactly what it was. I mean, it was like night and day. Like I was like, oh, I believe it. It just I'm terrifies alive. me to my core. I know, but I would rather, I don't know. I'm a big fan of the chiropractor. I, I can't, it really does help so much. So that helped me a lot. And then I just, rested today and spend some time with my daughter because I do feel bad. That's the other thing. She's home alone. I don't even know how many days Uh, my neighbor's here. So anybody who thinks you're going to like, you know, my neighbor's here and she'll get you. So don't even think about it. (laughs) But but she just doesn't have anyone helping her with her schoolwork. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So it was good to be able to help her a little bit and be here. And that was way longer than I wanted to talk about that. So (laughs) sorry. I'm going to go back to the wine. Got to get it out. <laughs> so much pent up anxiety. So much. Yes. So much. So and no what was your first question <laughs> that you asked your friends or whatever, <laughs> your people on social media? Yeah. I don't know who they are. So if you want to submit answers for our podcasts, we post questions um, on our stories on Instagram and it is at unqualified therapists. Um, and then Amy and I also post on our personal accounts as well. So, uh, Sarah Simone at Sarah Simone one on Instagram for me. And then you are at amy.l.baumgartner, correct? That's right. Oh yeah. You got it. Yeah. (laughs) The questions that I put up on mine, I think we had similar questions. The first one that I had asked was, how are you currently handling COVID? So basically what we just answered for you and how we're feeling. Um, was this your real talk one? This was my real talk. Real okay, talk gotcha. people. Yeah. I'm how are you handling okay. COVID? The first response just really spoke to me. <laughs> it yeah. just says, uh. You got one of those too? <laughs> <laughs> me, that's so funny. Those people should be friends out in there. Yes. I was like, mm, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that in my in my chest. I do. Yeah. Um, so that is definitely some feelings out there. Um, and, you know, th- then they say minute by minute some days uh, trying to stay positive and hopeful. So mm. I totally get the minute by minute, too, because it'll be like I'll be okay. And then, you know, because I'll be like, okay, everything's working. My Both of my kids are on their computers. They're doing their work. I'm on my computer. I'm doing my work. And then, you know, shit hits the fan. Yeah. Little's like, I can't get on in my call. And Vian's like, I don't understand how to write decimals in scientific no- notation form. And I'm like, what? And then, you know, everything just dumps. So I, I get that. I feel it. I feel the minute by minute. And then trying to stay yeah. hopeful and positive. Like, I, it's, it's, I am too, but it's like with all the gray areas and stuff. I'm like, I don't even yeah. know what to do to be hopeful and positive. It's like, how do I even function? I can't wait to talk about that. Oh, oh I know. Um, another um, answer I had was yes. weary and tired of it. Oh. And so I get that too. It's like, and I think this is a lot, this is America, right? Uh, like American people that yeah. it's like, okay, we're over it. So it's over. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm sick of talking about it, so it doesn't exist anymore. 
That I've been so inside true. for, you know, how many months? So we're just, well, I'm just going to go outside because it's, it's fine now because I'm over it. Like that is the American right. people. Right. And right. like, I mean, I feel that too. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm over it. I am toast. I've hit my max, but I'm not going to put myself at risk and other people, you know, potentially hundreds to thousands when you go back contact tracing, you know, at risk with their health. So it's just, it's just a matter of mind over matter and just remembering that you're not Copernicus. We're not the center of the universe, you know? (laughs) Really? Uh. (laughs) I just, you know, I had another person say not well again as of this week. So, I mean, that just, I just feel so bad because it's, I think we are you all. You just want to give them a hug, and, and you can't. Yeah, I know. We're right? all going through the yeah. highs and lows, and it's like the lows are becoming more frequent. And I think with the change of the weather too, for those of oh us who God, live in yeah. dreary weather, I know we have listeners across the country, so it's different. Might be different when which you're, we are when you guys so are, excited about. I know, right? <laughs> like I was like, what? <laughs> we were like looking at the map, and we were like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so hey, y'all. Down there in Texas. What's up, dudes, in California? Oh, my God. They're going to stop listening to us. They're going to stop. I know, because we are insane. Literally. Oh, man. Yeah, I got a lot of, like, not great. It sucks. I'm over mm. it. Wondering if life will ever be normal again. I had a – the fact that we're on the verge of another shutdown has my anxiety through the roof. Yeah. I think we can definitely agree to that. There's some financial stuff that I got in a couple questions about uh, yeah. husbands or spouses being furloughed or them being furloughed. I thought this one was a pretty good visual because I feel it. I'm currently in a call a friend from my car to ugly cry mode. So not great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, right? It's that to was my like chest a perfect visual. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And then um, one was with a newborn. So not well. Could you imagine? Mm. Not no. having help, like oh my gosh, oh, no. no, I can't. I I don't even know. Like maybe the first couple weeks, okay, because you're normally home anyways. But now, yes. yeah. So not not many people doing all right out there. So we're here and we love you, and we're not doing good either. So I don't right. know if that helps you. <laughs> I know. Just to know, you're Cheers. not alone. You're not alone. Everybody <laughs> across the country, I think, is going a little bit batty. Um, I'm sure in other countries as well, but I just feel like it's so much worse in America because the people here are so freaking stubborn and selfish that it's like trying to get people to just do what they're supposed to do. Although devil's advocate, most of us don't know what we're supposed to do. (laughs) Which I think brings Um, us to our next question, man. Yeah. Yep. And that was what questions like all about all things COVID do you have, right? Yeah, and I, I, I kind of word it with all the gray areas around COVID. Like, ah. what do you wish you could know for sure? I had a response, and you know, I'm not going to reveal the person's name, but I will reveal that she is somebody that um, is I know her through a breast cancer women in in Pittsburgh who have breast cancer uh, Facebook group. So this question for people like me and her who have you know compromised immune systems really, really starts to get the anxiety going. So she was saying that her her question is, if she could know for sure, how long your immunity lasts if you've gotten it? So um, oh, That's a to, great question. Yeah. Like, you know, just not knowing. And 
And of course, I don't think we're going to know for a long time because these are things that take years to research. And we could find out 20 years from now that people who, you know, contracted COVID either have like some super immune system now or are completely compromised and can't handle anything. Well, think about the flu. You can get it again. So because it changes. Well, and I've heard of people who've gotten it gotten COVID multiple oh, times. So God. I'm, I'm guessing that yeah. it doesn't last very long. Yeah. But yeah, that's one of those gray areas. I think, you know, something that just being unsure about is very anxiety inducing. Somebody else said that when will it be over and when can we live no- life normally again? I got three, <laughs> when will it be over? So I just want to throw yeah. mine in there. Um, yeah. Shout out to everyone that put, when will it be over? Yes. We, we, we see you, we hear you, we feel you. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you know, I know, you're going to hear us talk about Brene Brown a lot because I have a woman crush on her and she, I would give anything to meet her. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of her books legit saved my life. And I will tell you about that in, in another episode, but another for, episode. For sure. mm-hmm. yes. Um, so I just have a lot of, I owe her a debt of gratitude. Um, Anyway, she, I'm not going to quote this verbatim. I don't have it in front of me, but just loosely quoting, loosely uh, giving you what she said was, there is no normal anymore. This Mm. is not, we're never going to go back to normal. And that we need to figure out what new normal is and and go with that basically. So, I mean, I'll try to find the quote while we're, we're on here, but it just hit home for me. Yeah. And that kind of made me think of something. It's getting us a little off topic of the questions, but I said this during quarantine um, and during when COVID start, first came out that it was refreshing to me when someone very close to you, your person dies. This is like, you get that. Now everybody understands what it's like to have a new normal, right? So you're yeah, not alone right. in your grief. There is this com- mm-hmm. like community, like collective grief that we're all feeling. And I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone gets it. Like, we're all sad. So, I mean, that's, it's, it's, I don't even know if it's terrible or not, but it has helped my grieving process so much. Like I, I hate COVID. I hate not going to concerts, all of these things, but my, my grieving process, I truly believe has been sped up because I have felt grief with everyone. We have all lost something big. And And also it's very hard for me to think of, you always say like the time before the person died and then after, but I, for me, it's like before COVID, right? And he died before, way before COVID. And so Mm -hmm. in this new world, it doesn't even make sense to have him here. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like it it does because I know Scott and I know you. Like he wouldn't make it in this world. No. (laughs) Just so you all know. And so this world wasn't, this would have, this would have not worked for him at all. And so, um, and so in a way, I'm like, I'm just glad that he didn't have to deal with this because this would have just, this, this is just too much. I mean, this is too much for all of us, but we also like have a little bit more of like coping in a sense that we can like drink wine and watch movies and feel better. Yeah. Right. That was not Scott. He was like, not until this is fixed. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, mean I, so I think that like the new normal, like she was saying, there is, you know, this, there isn't, it, it's a new normal, right. Is that this is our new world. And in this world, those people didn't exist. And so it makes more sense to someone like me who's lost someone prior to COVID. Mm-hmm. Does that, does mm-hmm. that make sense with my big glass of wine? 
No, it absolutely does. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> my big glass of wine. Because <laughs> um, I'm about to pour another, so yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, so I am 100% there with you because when I – it was like my first therapy session during COVID was teletherapy, of course. Um, I love and, teletherapy, by the way. I know. And my, <laughs> because I don't like to leave my house. And it's right? like if I, don't have exactly. to, if I don't have to interact with people, I am good. So my therapist said, how are you doing with all this? And I was like, uh-huh. honestly, I was like, this is the happiest I've been in a while. And she's like, yes. really? And I was like, yes. I said, because everyone – knows how I feel all the time now. Like the level of anxiety. And it's not that I wish that upon anyone. I absolutely Oh, I know not. that. I know you do yes, not. Like, I know. I would never want anyone to feel the way I do. What what makes me what made me feel relief is that I for once didn't feel And you fit in um out of place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I didn't feel out of place. And I didn't, you know, everybody was having major anxiety, especially right at the beginning. And it was just, you know, hard to function and hard to be in social circles and you didn't know what to do and you felt awkward. And I'm like, welcome to my life. I always feel awkward. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And you just have to take a little pause here because now it all clicks. And how funny is it that our therapist heard the same exact thing from both of us? She must have been like, these two. I know, <laughs> I right? The exact same. I'm like, I am so happy. <laughs> yes, I know. She's probably like, I want to tell you that, you know, Sarah said that, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, HIPAA. So HIPAA, no, can't but tell you. you should talk to Sarah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, oh, wow, Sarah. So I grossly underquoted her. Her quote is phenomenally okay. above what I said because it, it goes even a step further. She says, Brene Brown says, we will not go back to normal. Normal never was. Our pre-corona existence was not normal other than that we normalized greed, inequity, what? exhaustion, depletion, extraction, disconnection, confusion, rage, hoarding, hate, and lack. We should not long to return, my friends. We are being given the opportunity to stitch a new garment, one that fits all of humanity and nature. I have chills. Holy shit. Yeah. That is so profound. It is. Wow. And and I think I think one of the most wonderful things, and this is a question we asked that has come out of this, is that it has forced everyone to slow down. And I just remember I worked in banking and for years and it was just like the more you worked, the longer you worked, the more you did, the more tired you were, the like more revered you were. Sure. Sure. The more praised you were. Mm-hmm. Their work-life balance was something that was in the um, whatever you call them, but it, it wasn't real. That was It was no. a lie. They didn't want you to have work-life balance. They wanted you to spend all of your energy pouring it into their business. I do not think there is any employer who truly wants you to have a work-life balance. And that is a podcast for another time. But what I'm saying Mm -hmm. is I think that they all just want to work us to the bone. Yeah. And I'm not about that anymore. No. Like she said, that was not about that. Yeah, yeah, no. And I would say that COVID made me realize that too. Well, the death of Scott and then COVID because COVID for me, or I'm sorry, quarantine for me, the very first three months of quarantine, which was a question of mine. Like, what do you miss about that? Um, I, cause I miss a lot was that 
I had sought my whole life for this world where I wasn't like having a to-do list and I wasn't stressed. And, you know, so every summer I promised myself, this is the summer, this is the summer Mm -hmm. that I'm going to figure this out. And I just, I just, and I was like, I'm going to bring it into the fall. And it never, ever happened. And during uh, quarantine, I was like, oh my God, this is what it's like to live for real. That's terrible, Mm -hmm. right? So you're in your house, you can't go anywhere. And I'm feeling like I'm living for the first time because I'm not putting any pressure on myself. I'm not expecting anything. I'm like playing games with my kids and doing one load of laundry. And I'm like, I am a success. Boom. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. And, And I miss that. I do. I miss that one load of laundry. Playing a game of Jenga means that like I'm winning at life. You were doing 14 times more than I was at some points. <laughs> That's only two things, just so you know. <laughs> that is how little I was doing. <laughs> oh, God, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Back to my answers of uh, questions. And this is getting into that whole like, Oh, well, this one was, I thought, really interesting and got me because I get this. Why can't people see that we're all connected and need to care for everyone? Oh, that was an answer from someone? It was. Oh, how wonderful. And that was, what was the question? I'm so sorry. What questions about all things COVID (laughs) do you have? And and I think that we're seeing, that's what's confusing to me about politics too. Just, Just in general, like, it's hard for me to understand that, like, not under not caring for the collective. I don't know if yeah. a fucking mask works, but I'm gonna wear a mask because if right. it does it, if it does work, and I'm saving my life and somebody else's life, or just somebody else's life, like, come on, man, it's not that big of a deal. Like, right, wear your mask. Like, That's I don't, faith, I don't, people. <laughs> or just like, I love people, so I don't want them to yeah. die because I'm breathing. I don't know, right? Um, I mean, I don't know how I feel about it truly, but I don't care. Like, I just like. To me, the collective is more important than the individual. And that is just probably why I don't make sense in this world. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm with you. Because I don't, I don't get it. And so that is one thing that someone said. Why can't people see how we are all connected and need to care for everyone? Mm. Yeah. That's kind of like the big question, right? It is. And then in the smaller questions where I think this is where my anxiety lies mostly is what the fuck are the rules? What do you want me to do? What are the Mm -hmm. guidelines? What does a guideline mean past a rule? Like, what do you expect from me? You're going to keep businesses open so they don't go down, but yet you don't want me to go to the businesses. Like, like, (laughs) tell me what to do. If you keep it open, I'm going because I'm going to like think that it's okay. Then if, if I go to work, that's a pretty like crazy environment. Like I'm going to think we're okay. I need a rule. Like, so that, that is what a lot of people said. A lot of people said, what are the rules? The guidelines and rules change every day. I don't know what to do. Are we, how are we supposed to act and respond to the new guidelines? I don't have an answer for you people. I wish I had an answer because then my stomach wouldn't hurt all the time and I wouldn't have to like take probiotics a ton. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I actually, I completely agree and I am totally not a type A personality. I am a type B for sure. Yes, you are. Yes, you Um, are. So, but I long for a consistent and across the board method of presenting the spread. Like I know we don't know what that is. That sound, because I know wine. every sound picks I it up. It was That's my wine. Pouring more wine, people. It was not Pour me your glasses in the corner. And join in. It was the wine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no, that was very clearly wine. Okay, good. Blum, Just want to make blum. sure everyone's clear. That was Amy <laughs> pouring more wine. I know we don't know a hundred percent what prevents the spread, but at least we have a good idea. So if we could just come up with like a consistent method, there are all these little things come into play. And I'm like, why are we digging into these little things? Cause that's, what's making it more confusing, like level of contact tracing. So if you're like the third contact level, you don't have to quarantine. That doesn't make sense to me. The amount of time you spend with a person, if it's more than 15 minutes, this 10, 15 minutes thing is I'm calling bullshit. My mind is blown by that. I don't understand. Somebody out there made that up. If my kid coughs in my mouth and we've only (laughs) been in front of each other for two minutes, I'm getting whatever they have. (laughs) Do you want to hear one of the craziest new rules? If you travel out of state, so like you go for like three days, Uh you need to have a COVID test taken in that new place within 72 hours of returning, which means... You go there, you go there, you get a testing, (laughs) you hang out a few more days, and then you come back. And that test result means you can get back in the state. Wait. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It makes no sense whatsoever. So, okay, Pennsylvania people, you leave Pennsylvania. I'm going to Florida in for Christmas, right? If unless it's really, really bad. I want to see my mom. And I will need to, while I'm down there, go to Med Express or whatever they have, get a COVID test. Okay. And then come back, take an airplane ride, by the way, back here with the test results that I got three days, 72 hours prior to that. And that's what I hand Pennsylvania and my employer. If someone out there in the in the land of our listeners, Am I saying this wrong? Because that's how I read it. Because that's insane. And it makes zero sense. And it would just be type A following rules that don't make sense. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll follow your rules. Like, why wouldn't you have the test when you got back and just quarantine? Exactly. Or just have the test when you get back. Once you get a negative result, you're good, right? Exactly. Yeah. But taking it before you get back in the state seems so silly to me. Some of these rules are just so confusing to me. Well, here's a good one for you. Yes, let's Um, hear it. So a friend of mine said, okay, my children were in contact with someone who tested positive. So this is what the doctor told them. The doctor said, your children need to quarantine, but you don't. (laughs) How does that make any sense? And this is the whole like contract tracing level stuff. Like because they were a second level or like third level, whatever contact. But my thing is, is like, if they have it, they're going to be first first level. level. Yes. Right. Like, so it's just, wow. I just did not, I don't understand it. There's just science isn't my thing. So if someone (laughs) knows more than me, you tell me because like, I will follow anybody's rules. Just tell me, explain. (laughs) Yes. We would love that. I will follow. But like to me, just the average second grade teacher, this makes no damn sense (laughs) to me. Like at all. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Let me see what else we've got here. Yeah. So this one hit me hard because this is, um, and this is what people miss most about. Yes. And it's not quarantine. Like, you know, March, April, May, when you were in it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You were in it to win it. You didn't leave. Not seeing angry, bitter people. People are so angry, Sarah. Like they're like raging for no reason. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to rage right back. And then I'm like, no, Amy, do not do that. I know. But like, they're just so pissed off. 
and they don't know who to be pissed off at. And so it like spills out into everything. Um, One was like something I think we all loved. Well, I didn't do any house projects, but somebody did and they loved that. Uh, But I was going to say binge watching. I miss it. I do. Mm. Um, Not working. Yeah. Miss that. Chilling, hanging out (laughs) with my friends, drinking more. Yep. Yeah. Spending more time with my husband because we don't see each other when we're back to work. Yes. And then my favorite, no expectations of anything. Everything was what it was because we had no control. Right. Oh, I do. And the feeling, this is another one that the feeling we were all in it together. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the videos that were were going around of people in Italy since they were like, they got hit really hard, what we thought was really hard until it came to the United States. And they, their neighbors were like out their windows and they were singing together the same song. Yes. Yes, I do. And I just got chills just talking about it. Like the, the level of community and togetherness and, oh my gosh, it just filled my heart. And I just don't, I didn't see that here, unfortunately. Maybe we missed it. If you guys have videos of people doing things like that in the U.S., I would love to see it because it would restore some faith for me. I don't know. I felt pretty collectively, like, engaged in the quarantine with people. Did you? I mean, I did. I had some really interesting Zoom parties um, that I found to be, like, people I wouldn't hang out with normally because we could never get our schedules to line up. Um, Right, right. I felt like there was a lot of extra, like, social media or talking on the phone, FaceTiming. I don't know. I felt pretty connected to people because we were all figuring out the best takeout to get. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, where now nobody knows what they're doing. And so one person does something to one extreme and one person does something to another extreme. And it's confusing to both people because we have no guidelines. Okay, we have guidelines. We have no actual rules that make sense to anybody. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I get what you're saying, but I did feel, oh, you know what I loved, Sarah? Oh, my gosh. This is not the wine talking. I loved how much people loved on teachers. It was the first time in my life doing this for, I'm 42, that I felt like people understood the depths of my job and how hard it is. And my friends who I love dearly, who do this job too, who give their heart and soul for pennies. Like I felt like people understood me. They understood us. They knew what we gave. Mm -hmm. They knew, you know, and so they were so appreciative of us because like August came and everybody forgot. And I was like, hey, I'm still doing all the things over here. Right. Still doing them. I don't I don't know, but I'm still over here doing them. And it was just like, forget it. It only lasted for a couple months. But those couple months, man, I was like, oh my gosh, people get it. Yeah. They get how hard my job is and how much I love their babies and how much like we put into this not for the salary. I will say that. 10 times over, Um, but because we love these, your children, we love your kids. And so, you know, the fact that you then had to like, listen to, (laughs) listen to our zoom calls, or you had to teach them and you understood the difficulty with what we do. I miss that so much because now I just feel like zero respect and like a piece of poo. Well, people are getting, is at the bottom of the food chain again? (laughs) Yeah. Well, what really pissed me off was when there was this outpouring of love for teachers because for the first time, parents were forced to Mm -hmm. be, so they weren't allowed to work. So Mm -hmm. they're stuck at home. I shouldn't say stuck, but they're at home with their children having to school them. And all of the sudden, it's like, oh my gosh. 
this really sucks. This is really hard. And so then everybody's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much to the teachers. You know, everybody's like, I'm buying my teacher, I'm buying my kids' teachers like four bottles of vodka for Christmas. Like, you know, like all these things that were were going out there. And then I saw the most wretched comment one day. And I hope this wasn't a widespread thought, but someone actually said on social media, the teachers just don't want to work. They don't want to go back <gasps> to school. That's why the okay. schools are closing. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> because this way of schooling is not what y'all signed up for. When no, you were going to school for education and to teach kids, no one was like, I really hope one day they close down the schools and I have to do this all virtually, right. you know, and, and in other school districts here in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh specifically, there's a school district that did everything by paper packets. So yes, like not even was. online. <laughs> so like they're like printing out hundreds of sheets of paper and stapling them and distributing them and then collecting them and hand grading them. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, the level of work that goes into this distance learning is insane. So if people ever for one second think it's because a teacher doesn't want to work, you are highly mistaken. (laughs) And the thing that I wish people understood about teachers is like, we love your babies as much as you do. We don't want them to get sick. We don't want you to get sick. We don't want to get sick because we have our own babies at home. Like there is nothing about about us that is like trying to find an easy way out because this job is hard as hell no matter which way you look at it mm-hmm. but we want everyone to be safe so yeah I just yeah so I miss it I miss that like I don't know if it was fake I want to think it's real but that outpouring of love that we oh got it was real because I felt it <laughs> I was like god bless my children's teachers yeah and I still say that today and every interaction that I have with my kids teachers I thank them I, yes. I'm always like Thank you for everything that you're doing. I know this is hard. And I just make sure, even if it's an email, if I have to email the teacher about something, the first thing and last thing I do, I like sandwich it. I'm like, thank you so (laughs) much for everything you're doing because I want them to know how much I appreciate it. And that means so much. That means so much. You don't have to bias things. Like, I mean, I like Starbucks, but whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All I, like the emails that I get, I have them all saved in a file because I read them over on hard days. So Mm, what you're sending, Sarah, those teachers are saving because we don't hear it very often. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Let's get back to holiday celebrations. So we asked people what non-traditional plans you guys have for Thanksgiving. So one of the answers is from one of my family members, actually. And she said, it's just the four of us with like crying faces. And I get that because (laughs) I would be seeing her and her family you know, the plan was for all of us to be together and it would have been like 15, 16 of us and, you know, people flying in from LA, my nieces live there mm-hmm. and it would have just been people coming up from Florida and in from New York and us from Pittsburgh and all meeting together in this one central location. And obviously that wasn't doable this year. So our family is very deeply connected. It was just, it was like a punch to the gut that we weren't able to be able to spend that with each other. But what I will say is that we've kind of tried to make it into a fun thing with our kids and we're going to order pizza from our favorite place and we're going to have a game day and we're going to eat hors d'oeuvres all day long. And by hors d'oeuvres, I mean like, um, like meatballs and Cheetos and and like pizza, like 
whatever you call those pizza snack things and like bagel bites and shit. Like we're not talking like nice hors d'oeuvres. I love it. <laughs> um, I love it. Just play games and stuff together. So I think that, you know, my kids were like, but that's not Thanksgiving. And I was like, the only thing you eat is mashed potatoes and gravy. So I'm not making a whole Thanksgiving dinner for you to yeah. feel Thanksgiving. That's but. really great. I think that like, I'm so tired of people saying kids are resilient, but they really are. They really like, are. Last year, our first year without Scott, Lily was like, I want to do a bad mom's Christmas. Oh. And if anyone shames me for letting her watch that, then I don't want to be your friend. But um, <laughs> I, lo- I just saw that movie for the first time like three okay. nights ago. So we followed that to a T. We didn't do a normal Christmas. We did. We nice. went to the jumping place, whatever the trampoline place is. We had Chinese. Yes. Like We did all of it. We didn't see like a Santa stripping contest because I don't go that far. <laughs> but we did all of it. If you're making it to be fun, like they're like, yes, this is incredible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like they'll just go with it. Yeah. I had a lot of people say that it's with their immediate family. So they're not getting together with extended family. Right. Um, almost everyone said that one person did say they canceled all plans. They're just going to cook at home and do porch food drop-offs, which I thought was really sweet. Oh, that's kind of cool. I know. I know. And so, yeah, I mean, it was mostly like, we're just going to get together with immediate family. Rather than, I guess, you know, the big crew. Yeah. This one was great. It just said tacos. No need for a That's... bird. I was like, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, a ama- can I get a porch drop off for that? I know. Please. Please. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. That's Another great. person said they're doing a cookie decorating contest and Zooms with their extended family. That sounds amazing. That's I so would cool. Completely fail at a cookie decorating contest, but I would love to be a part of one. <laughs> there are definitely some positives that are coming out of it, some non-traditional things, and maybe they'll become traditions. And I think that's pretty cool too. Anything I, I love that creating this, new ones. Yeah. And anything that comes out of this whole mess where we take a step back and think, like, what do we really want to do? Wait, there was one that I didn't read. Relieved we have an excuse to turn down plans. Holidays are less stressful without family. Can I get an amen? Amen. Oh my gosh, amen. (laughs) So anything that gets you to reevaluate, what do I really want to do here? What what is making me feel like joy here? Because God, we do so many things out of obligation. If this like makes you not have to obligate more power to you. That is amazing. And I hope you get to like carry on that tradition. So I thought that was great. It is. And I think that a lot of people are taking advantage of that too. And I, and I think that's awesome because guys, if you don't feel like doing something because of, and it doesn't have anything to do with your physical health, it has to do with your mental health. Same thing. Take care of your mental health. Exactly the same. Don't see people. Like if it's going to exhaust you and drain you, don't do it. And there was this meme last year that just like totally spoke to me. And it was the guy who plays Mr. Robot. And he also played Freddie Mercury in the movie about Queen. Oh, yeah. And so like, so it was a picture of him like playing Freddie Mercury. And so he's like, you know, arm to the sky. And he's all like, yeah, and he's singing. And it's like me at all my, you know, at one holiday party. And then the next picture is him like with the hood up and it's like cold, real tight. And he's like all enclosed and sitting down. And it was like me having to recover for three weeks from one holiday party with family. And I was like, yes. <laughs> that is how an introvert feels yes. a million times over. 
we can't, it takes us a while to recover. Like I'll need the three Mm -hmm. days after. Yeah. And so don't do what you don't want to do. We're giving you that freedom. Do only what you want. My husband has really taught me that. He has been a big proponent of, he's like, I'm an adult. If I don't want to do that, I'm not going to do it. That's amazing. If I don't want to hang out with that person, I'm going to say no. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. (laughs) Because you feel guilty. You're going to hurt their feelings. Yes. I mean, all of these things. Like, we're going to have Randy on at another time about how to be a good husband and maybe, I guess, how to be a better human. I don't know. (laughs) Because clearly he has it down. So, yeah, that's such good advice. I love it. He's really helped me to try to embrace that and to be honest, too, because – Sometimes I just like, okay, so what excuse can I use? But then, you know, recently I've just been, especially with you, I felt comfortable enough to say, you know what? I, it, I don't have it in me today. And, and there is something so special about those relationships, right? Yes. And, and free you're going to yes. 100% understand what I'm saying. Also be like, yeah, that's totally fine. And not give me shit about it. Oh my gosh. Like the, the level of relief that comes with just being able to say how you're feeling is wonderful. So maybe if we all start just being honest with each other about that kind of stuff, it'll become more socially acceptable to talk about our emotions and our mental health. You know, it's, it it is a real thing. And the fact that we don't prescribe to a sick day as a mental health day, or we make that think it's a shopping day or whatever the hell you want to talk about it. Like if I didn't take today, I would have spiraled out and not been good for anybody for the next two Mm -hmm. weeks. People, you need to like take your mental health as if it's physical health. Yeah, It really truly is. I mean, you have to take it seriously. And if you have the luxury, I don't know if I'd call it luxury, but whatever. (laughs) I have a few sick days to take one, take it and breathe and find your grounding and restart. Yeah. And if you don't have those friends yet, they'll come um, because it took us a long time. Don't you think? I mean, how old are you? I forget. 39. 39, 42. Okay. Mm -hmm. It took us a long time to find friends who are like, you can say like, hey, like, I'm so sad tonight. Like, I cannot possibly go on this podcast and talk about whatever. Mm -hmm. Or my kid is being a tyrant. (laughs) Like, Yep. Whatever it is. I mean, you know, and then holding each (laughs) other accountable on the opposite end and not letting them stay down too long. It's a weird balance, but it's super important. And, and feel comfortable to tell your friends like what to look for. Like once I figured out what my triggers were, as soon as I figured them out, I started to tell people or what my, my warning signs were, excuse me. And so once I I knew them, I wrote them down because I know this sounds really dumb, but sometimes no, it's so smart kinds of things. It's so smart because no, no, because Sarah, when you're in one state, when you have a mental health issue, when you're in one state, that other person doesn't know that state. You have to write it down. Scott did the same thing. He would write down his triggers or how he felt over here. These are my Mm -hmm. warning signs. And then remember it when he was not manic. So the same thing with depression. Yeah. So such a good idea. Yeah. So that has definitely, it helped me and it helps you guys know too, like you and and my other friends that are like, "Um, I haven't seen you in a couple of days. Like, come on, let's go for a walk outside. Like, let's get you moving and- and it, it helps. It makes a big difference. And, and as much as I hate, I'm like, I should never have told them. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> thing that comes into my head every time. I'm like, I never should have told them what my morning signs were. 
<laughs> and the, and like wow. the, one of them is like, she doesn't respond to text messages. So yes. I send her like 52,000 until she yeah. can't help it, but responds. Mm-hmm, until I have to. Yeah. And uh-huh. it's, it works. Like, it works. Yeah. Just your friendly, yeah. loving podcast person over here. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just uh, have to, yeah. I mean, just be honest with people and like find your people because you need that to like get through, especially what we're going through right now. This weird, mm-hmm. this really weird time in history. I can't wait. Well, I don't even know if I'll be alive, but I think it'll be super interesting to um, hear what people say about it. There was a meme that I thought was hilarious. And it was like, what um, teachers will tell, you know, new teachers. And it was like a picture of the, the lady on Golden Girls, you know, the little old yes. lady. Yes. And she was like, back this time in 2020, right. United States. Picture it. Did you see it? Picture it. United Picture States. it. 2020. Yes. And like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I can see myself on a rocking short chair telling somebody yeah. that. But um, it'll it'll be interesting to see the way people look back and like uh, how we, what they think of it all, I guess, or how it's, how it's portrayed in history. Yeah. But so- it's definitely something that we've never experienced. You bring up a, a good point, though, when you're saying find your people. And I think this is the most perfect time to find your people. Yes. So yes, yes, it yes. turned out that my people were right in front of my face this whole time. Mm. But I didn't take the time. I didn't have the, quote, have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But in reality, it was I didn't make the time and make it a priority to get to know these people on a different level. And, and Amy, you're one of those people too. It's like, we've Aww. been friends for years, but I feel like our friendship has deepened over this time and over these months. Yes. And I'm grateful for that. I am thankful for that. And that is something that is, is good that has come out of quarantine for me. Absolutely. I think we both asked that question, right? Tell me something good. <laughs> yes. Yes, we did, Miss Sarah. We did. <laughs> Tell me something good. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that that's, you now like there, that's another big thing is finding your people and having the time I spent. Oh, what There was like a bit of quarantine where we were like all super serious about like not seeing anyone. I don't know if y'all remember yeah. that time, but like <laughs> I said y'all, cause we got people in Texas, but um <laughs> And then, and Mike, who I was dating at the time, we FaceTimed for like four or five hours at night because I didn't have to get up for anything. So it was like, I mean, never would we have had a five hour conversation about the Enneagram if, if it wasn't, if, if we were not both quarantined and not working. Like, but to this day, I appreciate it so much, you yeah. know, like right. I appreciate that. And so, yeah, it was. I find more good than bad right now though. Let's just call it one way or the other people. Like <laughs> I can't do this middle gray thing. Like it's Mm-mm. still stressing me out. And so we haven't solved anybody's problems, but we can tell you that we feel the same way. Yes. We wish there were a hard and fast rule that somebody could tell us or tell us a timetable. A timetable would be amazing. Like if you could say, Hey, aim, you can go to your concert in June. I'd be like, I will stay put, do nothing. Like, <laughs> Wear my mask religiously. Like I, I have got this, you know, but you can't tell me that, you know, at all because we don't know. So that's something that like, you know, where our personalities differ too, because I feel like my entire life has been, um, so I've, I, 
adaptability is a strong suit of mine. Okay. I, because I've been forced to be adaptable throughout my life so uh-huh. often. And most often lately in the past three years because of health. And it's just sort of like, I am now coming to a point where I'm like, is this ever going to end? It's just one thing after another. I'm sorry. I'm not now coming to that point. I was at that point like a year ago. Um, yeah. And now I've kind of accepted the fact that it's like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. And we're just going to get through it. And it's sort of <laughs> just accepting my fate. Um, so yeah. I feel like yeah. not having the end time. So timetable will be super important to you. I, that's awesome. I don't know what would be important to me in this and like in knowing, I think just knowing what to do. But don't I you guess. feel like, and, and this is probably, this is what's crazy about me. Oh my gosh, this is so weird and off topic. But when I teach a booty class and I'm sure this goes against all booty rules, I tend to tell people like, Hey, we're in the downhill slope or like, we've only got this many left or whatever of songs. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know if you tell me that I'm going to like, completely go balls to the wall and like kill right. it because I know the end is in science. I hear you working out though. I am the same way because that is not a strong suit of mine. Um, unless I'm teaching, <laughs> teaching gives me yes. like a whole different it's level. A superpower. Of it's a superpower. Yes. It is a superpower. It it's is. a superpower. But when I'm taking a class, I'm like, holy shit, how many, <laughs> or I'm like, child's pose is so good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, I'm just going to hang here. I'm on the floor. It's okay. I'm just laying this on the good. floor. This I'm good. Is good. Just leave mm-hmm. me be. Oh, but yeah, I, I agree. Having that timetable in that circumstance is definitely helpful. But you're saying a timetable in co- the time of COVID does not matter to you. It doesn't like matter you're to cool. me because I'm cool. Man, that's I'm cool impressive. Nice. Well, listen, it has taken 39 years because if you ask my mother, she would tell you I'm the most <laughs> impatient person in the whole world. But I have grown in patience in the decades that I've had to deal yeah. with everything that's happened in my life. And it's just something that – Well, cancer doesn't have a timetable, right? No, it doesn't. So, you it know, doesn't. and we waited – remember how long that – fucking surgery took like cut it out already like and that wasn't in your hands it wasn't in my hands like it just was and I think that because you dealt with that you were like nah okay I can handle any timetable no no it's but you're so right because it was like begging to have surgery I'm like begging get this out get this out um and then turning out to be right you know once they finally did it it was like oh if we had waited longer this would have spread and I like, like a week. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Told you so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not so in charge. So these great answers though for something good that came out of COVID. I have to give this woman so many props because something good that came out of COVID for her was weight loss. And girl, let me tell wow. you, I found her weight. <laughs> she lost it. I found it. I don't know. I, I'm just. You're saying it came to you? Yes, I found it. <laughs> she threw it out the universe, and it just yes. landed in. <laughs> and I was like, my body's like, yes, give it to me. <laughs> oh fuck! I don't know who uh, had time for weight loss during COVID quarantine, but oh, you know, more props gosh. to you. Seriously, I am like so astounded. I kind of want to just ask her, like, how how did you have the, the self discipline? That's probably to do that. Was. I have no none of that. 
I don't have any of that. No, thank you. In fact, she I don't also even said, know. No. She also says she found herself again and found her happy place. And I maybe that that's it. So, there we go. Exactly. So like finding, I think finding yourself and finding that happy place can go a long way in having the discipline and, and being like, okay, well, I found my happy place. I'm going to do everything I can to stay in this realm. So, and yeah. if weight loss was one of those things for her, then I totally get it. I just, I'm just astounded. And I'm like, I mean, in awe. <laughs> yourself. You go with it. Yes. Um, you I'm do. I mean, I, I did teach my class uh, religiously, like, to twice a week and um, offered it as a free class because I didn't know who was working and who wasn't. And that was mm-hmm. important to me. Yeah. Hopefully it blessed other people, but it was important to me because like I felt so stuck. And if I didn't move, yeah. like then I'm sure my depression would have like seeped in. Yeah, I absolutely. I think a lot of people were feeling that way. I mean, I was just doing yeah. like online yoga classes and even if it was like two to three people or four people that would join in, I would just go live on my page and, yeah. you know, they were so thankful and, and it would just right. like warm to my heart. They're like, I needed that. I needed to get out of yeah. my head for exactly. a little bit. And, exactly. And just so, yeah, I think offering those kinds of things is definitely important. Using your strengths and using your gifts to help other people during these times is definitely a good, yeah. good thing. And if, you know, it all locks down again, I'm back at it. So yeah, we'll see you on Zoom. <laughs> So with Thanksgiving around the corner, what are you most thankful for this year? Are you asking me? I am asking you. So I was thinking about this and um, I'm going to get a little bit emotional maybe. Um, Last year we put up our Christmas decorations um, this week. My mom was in town and we put them up and I was reminded of last year I was in bed and I couldn't move and um, I refused to put them up and I don't, I don't even recognize that person. Um, And I put up happily decorations with both of my kids this year and my mom. And um, I am just, I'm so grateful for healing and I'm so grateful that, you know, Mike came into my world and that I have this, <sighs> I have, I, you know, I mean, most people don't fall in love once, but I fell in love twice. And um, that is just like, I'm so grateful for that. And I truly believe that my Scott had a very big part of him coming to me. Um, but because he's been here and I'm not saying like that it's a codependency thing because we took it so slow. It's mm-hmm. just that I see this second life for myself and I'm not sad anymore over, I'm just not sad. Like I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited to live my life. And so of course I'm grateful for my children. They drive me Mm -hmm. fucking crazy, but I love them to death. Um, but I'm, I'm really grateful that I've had some healing and that my grief didn't last as long as I, I mean, it's still there, but I mean, the constant grief, the laying in my bed, not being, not giving a two shits about Christmas, um, that I'm able to get up and I'm able to like, you know, be excited for my kids and for myself for holidays, regardless of COVID or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. and the fact that like, I don't know, I have, um, a new love in my life that respects the other love in my life. Uh, Oh my gosh. You're going to make me cry. 
I know. I just, I feel so grateful. And, And I'm so glad that that's your perspective. And because it is true, it is real. And some people can't see what's true and real in front of them and can't be grateful because of the depression that's shading you from all of that and sheltering you from all of that. So that is, that's beautiful. And the fact I can see it clearly is a beautiful thing. Yeah. My depression right now is, is pretty decent. I am very good with my meds. Mike is very good at reminding me. (laughs) I mean, that that takes a special person too, right? So like, um, you know, not missing them helps a lot. So yeah. yeah. How about you? What are you most grateful for right now? Hmm. There's so much, um, but I should have said this very- podcast, like this podcast is like giving me life. I, I, I hate to interrupt you, but I just have to tell no. you like uh, part of this person that I've becoming is, and this life yes. that I'm living is this podcast and you and our creativeness together. I feel alive. I am right there with you, sister. I thousand percent agree from this side too. Yeah. It's giving, it's given me that spark and fire back and Mm -hmm. you that spark and fire back. And we are both, um, spicy, strong ass women, uh, (laughs) that sometimes can get lost in our own bullshit. And so I think it's uh, really great that, yeah, this is, this is something. So guys, you know, we're here for you, but we got to tell you too, that this is helping us and is very cathartic for us as well. And so it just, yeah, I agree. But our therapist told say, both of us like that that we've come leaps and bounds since we started uh-huh. this. Like it, yes. it it is it has truly changed our lives um, in such a wonderful positive way. And so if right. we're helping you in any in even the smallest way, it also brings us such joy. So it really does such joy. Like I think my heart would explode if I knew that anybody was being helped by this. I know because it makes all of our pain and hurt mean something, I guess. Right. Yes. Experiences it's, it's for a purpose. It's yes. It's for a purpose. Yeah. It wasn't just, and, yeah. It just didn't just suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh girl. I love you. I love you. Love fest. So some other things that I'm thankful for, um, are my neighbors and the friends, our little small bubble of friends is it's been amazing. We talked about that already about just, you know, being able to yeah. really get to know people and find your tribe. So I think that's been like huge. I'm really thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for obviously my husband and my kids. Um, I'm thankful for books. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm thankful for medical marijuana. (laughs) I'm thankful for wine. I'm thankful for takeout food. I think, but most of all, the thing that I've been thankful, most thankful for this year has been time. I feel like that's been just a really big, big gift to allow allow me to realize myself and give myself permission to take the time to do the things that I truly wanted to do. Yes. Because I felt guilty doing them before. Um, So I think Mm -hmm. that having that permission has been, has been huge. It was almost like a jump start, you know, like the way you like Mm -hmm. jump a car. Like, I feel like we got that like a jolt and we were like, Oh wait, what we're doing does not bring us joy. Okay. Moving on. Trash it. Trash it. <laughs> Trash it. Yeah. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We yes. hope that no matter what you're doing, that um, you can relax and enjoy some time with whoever it is you're with. And if it's no one, that you enjoy some good books and movies and television shows and takeout. Yes. 
<laughs> Take this time. Give yourself permission. Say it is okay to do a non-traditional Thanksgiving. It is yes. okay to eat frozen pizza rolls for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> to binge watch a show all day Thanksgiving day. Yes. Just give yourself permission, find that joy, and just relax because that's what it's about. It's not about turkey. Thanksgiving isn't about turkey. Um, you know, it, it's about giving thanks and, and really realizing um, our gifts that we've been given. This is so true, Sarah. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us again. Remember, I'll say it one more time. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on whichever version that you're listening to, whether that be Podbean, Spotify, or Apple Podcast. And share it, share it, share it. If you think yes, there's somebody out there please. who could benefit from our craziness, then, you know, please pass us along. We would love that. And you know what? Drop us an email anytime too. Even yes, if it's please. just to say, hey, we would love that. We're at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. And then That's also us. you can find us on Instagram and Facebook um, under the same names as well. So we love you guys. We are so thankful for you. That is another thing on our list of thankful for. Absolutely. Um, that's why we're here. Take care, guys. Love ya. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Amy Baumgartner and Sarah Simone. Our theme song was written and produced by Vince Cassis and performed by Sarah Simone. If you have a topic around mental health that's been weighing on you, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. Until next week, friends, remember, hold on. We're gonna make it.